This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 228, Four Keys to Creating Lasting Love, part two, by Dr. Diana Kirshner of lovein90days.com. Hey, 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 welcome back for another episode of Optimal Relationships Daily. I'm your host, Joss Marie, and this is the show where I narrate a wide range of relationship content to you every Monday through Friday. I cover content that ranges from the relationship you have with yourself to those that you have with your family, friends, children, and even absolute strangers. If you'd like to learn more about the show and our podcast network, you can check us out right at oldpodcast.com. But for now, let's get to today's post about creating lasting love in your relationships. It's actually the second part of a two-part post, so make sure and listen to yesterday's episode first to hear part one if you haven't already. That's episode 227. And with that, let's hear Dr. Diana's tips and continue optimizing your life. Four Keys to Creating Lasting Love, Part 2, by Dr. Diana Kirshner of lovein90days.com. Number 3. Planning for releases oxytocin, which is the cuddle or bonding hormone. This is the powerful hormone that triggers the nurturing instinct towards newborns. It also creates a shared endorphin release so that the partners associate feeling good with each other. On the other hand, infidelity is the biggest love buster, so having regular is a good thing. After we had kids, Sam and I made the same ridiculous choices that other young couples make such as going to the Home Depot, Walmart, or Toys R Us instead of making love. We rushed around until we had finally checked off our entire to-do list, except for the last item, the most important activity of all. Then we wondered why we didn't feel connected with each other. What saved us? We set aside time when was moved all the way up on the to-do list to number one. We made one of our weekly dates into a regular sexy encounter where we played with toys, lingerie, and videos, all in the context of having an affair with each other. To get going on this path, I would ask myself, would you be wearing this ratty bathrobe if you were meeting your new lover? What would you be doing or saying? And Sam would do the same. If one of us wasn't in the mood, he or she would start to fool around anyway. And sure enough, the mood turned around and heated up. Couples expect spontaneous great to happen, like in the movies. But after a couple has been together a while, great takes planning. Then the spontaneity happens. It's like going to an amusement park. You need to buy the tickets, do a map quest, and clear your schedules. Then you ride the roller coaster. And number four, conflict resolution. The latest marital research shows that happy couples relate to each other with a golden 5-to-1 rule. That is, they have five positive loving exchanges for every critical or negative one. On the other hand, marriages with high degrees of conflict, with lots of contempt, criticism, defensiveness, and the silent treatment are unhappy and very likely to fail. I noticed that just like the other couples I was counseling, Sam and I followed the 5 to 1 rule all right, but mostly in reverse. In fact, we got so mean to each other that we were riding what love researcher Dr. John Gottman calls a horseman of the apocalypse. In other words, we were doomed. What saved us? We realized that everyone screws up and says stupid things, especially to their partners. People get tired and snappy, irritable and defensive. They can be downright insulting. Everybody can. But we wanted to stop our negative moments from exploding into World War III. 
We both knew that the World War III scenario was killing off our marriage, so we used a signal with each other to transform an incendiary exchange that was heading into battle into one that drew us together. We realized that reality is, in a sense, like a movie we are making all the time. If you want to make a great romance, you need to practice rewinding the tape when you don't like the take. We agreed that either of us could call out take two whenever he or she was hurt or offended by an interaction. Then we would start the interaction all over again and construct it in a more loving, win-win way, as a happy improv. If Sam had trouble saying the words I needed to hear on a take two, I would teach him and vice versa. This technique has saved us many, many times. The last time Sam and I were on a plane together, we started snapping at each other and then we did a take two. I wound up sitting on his lap telling him a joke. The stewardess asked us how long we had been going out together. She was shocked when we answered over 25 years. So there you have it. Four magic practices that deliver excellence in your love relationship. If we can do it, so can you. Wishing you love, Dr. Diana. P.S. You can use these practices even if your partner won't cooperate. On your own, you can find a few minutes of couple time when you can be a good listener, act like you're having an affair with your partner, or change your mean-spirited words into loving ones. If you do this consistently, 99% of the time your partner will join in and your love will thrive. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Four Keys to Creating Lasting Love by Dr. Diana Kirshner of lovein90days.com. Lee and I have been together for nearly 11 years now. Oh my gosh, that's really crazy to say out loud. Um, And we're constantly working on being better for each other. So thank you to Dr. Diana for the tips. I'll definitely be putting them into my toolbox. And hopefully you can too. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Thank you for listening. And hopefully I'll see you again tomorrow and Friday with a two-part post from Angel Chernoff, where your optimal life awaits.